hello, I am your host, Karen Doyle, and welcome to the Genius Podcast. The Genius Podcast is part of a much bigger initiative for Catholic women called the Genius Project. The heart of the Genius Project is dedicated to equipping and supporting women of all ages and stages of life to discover what it is that God has placed within their hearts to do, giving them the permission to follow that God whisper and dream, and then equipping them with the knowledge and practical skills to make it happen. Over the years, I've often been approached by women seeking advice and mentoring. They want to know how I did what I did and how they could discover what their gifts were. And once they discovered them, how they could use them in a way that brought life and was abundant. They wanted to know how to live their calling. If you are looking to discover what it is that you are called to do with your life, if you have a dream or a passion, but you lack the skills and confidence to take that next step, or you just need some great advice on living your vocation as a Catholic woman, then this podcast is for you. Today's genius guest is Joe Hayes. Joe is a freelance TV reporter for Channel 7. Outside the newsroom, there is nothing Joe loves more than preaching the Word of God, especially the power of the Word for healing and miracles. Her perfect morning starts with an elixir coffee and an hour with God in the Word. Hashtag her happy place. She relaxes by reading historical fiction and running, recently completing her first half marathon. I know this conversation really challenged me to get back to reading the Word and to reading it with new and fresh eyes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Joe Hayes. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being a guest on the Genius Podcast. I'm so stoked to have you. And today's topic is the creative power of the word. And I think if you had a signature message, it would be this, wouldn't it? The power of the word of God. Oh, look, 100%, Karen. It is my favorite topic to talk about as we're sitting here. I've got my Bible in front of me, a cup of tea right next to it. I'm just in my happy place because this is my favorite thing to do, getting uh, in the Word of God and talking about the Word of God. Yeah. And you know, you do it so well. I know you were a guest speaker at our Sisterhood Catholic Women's Conference two years ago, and your message was really powerful. I know so many of the women, it's actually stayed with them for two years. So, you know, it was a good message when people are still holding on to what you shared, but you really broke open a lot of scripture for us at that conference and gave us a deeper insight. And I think as Catholics, sometimes we don't do the word, the Bible very well, but I think the word of God, has so much power in it for us as Catholics and it has the potential to really shape and change our whole world. And so I think what I'd love to talk to you about today is the creative power of the word. Look, 100%. It says in Proverbs that the power of life and death is in the tongue and those who indulge it shall eat the fruit of it, whether for life or death. And we know that the Word of God, when we meditate on it and speak it out of our mouth, it has the same power that it had when Jesus spoke the Word. And the Word of God has the power for miraculous healings, for signs, for wonders, for our lives to be tangibly changed by the Word of God being spoken 
over our lives. Mm. You picked up on it in Proverbs, just that the words that we speak are so powerful and so is the word that we receive into our heart. And another proverb scripture I love is guard your heart above all things because out of it all the issues of life will flow. And I love that principle of sowing and reaping, Mm. that we can either sow a famine into our life or we can sow a feast into our life by what we choose to fill our minds and our souls with. And I think when we are filling our mind and our soul with the word of God, then we're really starting to sow this feast into our life so that when difficult times Mm. come, which inevitably they will, we will all face over the course of our lifetime trials, grief, tragedy, trauma, whatever it is, And we really have to have something to draw on in those seasons. And I think the word of God has immense power and immense power when we actually are declaring it out loud, when we're speaking the word out loud as well. So Mm. look, let's dive into this a bit more, this whole idea of the creative power of words. And, And I mentioned that, you know, what we take into us has a really big impact in terms of what will come out of us. But when Mm. we're talking about taking the word into us and the creative power of the word of God, tell me a little bit more about your reflections on that idea of the creative power of the word as in the Bible. Well, we know that in the very first book of the Bible, the very first line, it says, in the beginning, God created. Mm. And I just love that. That is so significant because it is the first line that we read in all of Scripture. God created. The very first thing he did was create. And he created by speaking. He said, let there be light. Mm. He said, he said, he spoke and he created by speaking. And so we know that everything that God says in his word is for our benefit and for our life for our life to be changed and empowered and to be given the power that it needs that we need in order to live full and free and purpose-filled lives. Mm -hmm. So I just know from my own personal experience, Karen, that before I really knew scripture in the depth of my heart, that Mm -hmm. I was living in as to use the words that you've described, living in famine in various areas of my life rather than the abundance and the prosperity that Jesus promises that we can have. It says in the book of Hosea, and this is just such a powerful scripture, Karen, it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And Karen, when I reflect on the years of my life where I was not daily meditating on the Word of God, Mm. and the Bible says to meditate daily on the Word of God, but I was not, and many, many Catholic women that I know are not daily meditating on the Word of God for various reasons, whether that be they're busy or they, they just don't have the revelation of how important and powerful it is. But I was certainly one of those women for many years. And I know that because of it, I didn't know what I could have in God. And I was not living in the abundance of freedom and peace and power and purpose that I now live in because I 
now daily meditate on the word of God and I know what his promises are for me. I know that he says that I can live daily in peace. Mm -hmm. I know that I can claim the promise of a purpose-filled life because I now know the knowledge of God. I know I've got I've got a ways to go, don't you? <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, I've got a ways to go, but I know now the word of God and the promises of God on the depth of me. And so now I'm not living in that destroyed state that Hosea speaks about, but rather the abundant state that Jesus promises. Yes, yes. So look, tell me, I, I totally agree with you. And and I too, just reading the Bible and the scripture every day is so important. I often think of it as a seed. Like it's this seed that is oh. just being sown in the soul and you have to Preach. turn it and you have to nourish it. You have to water it. You have to cultivate it. Amen. You know, it goes through all the seasons, like the winter yeah. of our life, the spring, the autumn, the summer. But in yep every single season like we need to be nurturing and cultivating the seed in our soul and so I'm 100%. interested in talking to you just around you know I know women like you said there are women who don't really see the need like we go to mass on a Sunday and we hear scripture read to us so you know we've listened to the bible once a week but how how can women I guess take this into their daily life and it becomes so that it becomes a practice. It becomes a habit because I think it is really hard if you've gone from nothing to meditating for an hour. Like, how can women do that? How can they begin to cultivate, I guess, that daily practice? Well, the story I like to share most is my own because my personal experience speaks for itself. I feel like when women know how I got into this daily habit, they can probably relate to it themselves. So my story in part is about 10 or 12 years ago, I realized that I wasn't living the fullness of the freedom that many other Christians were living in. And so I started to, and this was me living a very, in the world's eyes, a committed Catholic life. You know, I was yes. in that particular time, I was working in various um, ministries and um, I was starting to step into my journalism career and, yeah. you know, I was living a good life, <laughs> but yes. I certainly was not in my, in my own experience not living in the fullness of mm. that freedom that I spoke about. And so I started to really dig into what those other Christians were doing, those other Christians that had what I wanted. And what they had was the word and they were daily talking about it. And so I started to dig into preachings on the word of God and a lot of what I learned was from Protestant Bible teachers yes. like Joyce Meyer and Christine Kane. Yeah. So I started to really dig into what they were teaching and, and they were encouraging us to do. But it was only about three years ago where I got to a point where, yes, life was good, you know, I was certainly experiencing prosperity, but I knew there was even more. I was yeah. like, right, I've hit another one of those signpost um, crosses in the road yes. um, where I needed to seek God more. And I determined at that time to get a spiritual director and get her, and she was a religious sister, yeah. uh, get her input as to how I could sort of supercharge this next season of my faith life. Yeah. And it was 
in that season that I described to her, I said, I just feel discombobulated. Mm. I've got lots of good things going on in my life. I'm in my best point of my career so far. I just recently started working at Channel 7 as a TV reporter and I was loving it. But I was like, I just feel like there's so much information and so many demands on me. I need more peace in my life and more clarity in my life. And she said to me, she said, Joe, are you daily reading the word of God? And I said, you know, I'm, I'm not. I listen to good Christian podcasts yes. every day. <laughs> that doesn't quite count. <laughs> and she basically said, that ain't the same. Yeah. That is not the same as daily sitting in the word. And I said to her, I said, you're right. You are 100% right. And I've really got to make some tough choices in my life and say no to a lot of other things to make room for the number one thing, which is God, his presence and his word. Yeah. Amen. So from that moment on, that was about three just over three years ago, I committed to Lexio Divina. That's what she encouraged me to do, which is a fancy Latin word for the study of sacred yes. scripture. Yeah. And it's got a long history in our Catholic church. The great saints have all done Lexio Divina, which is meditating for a good quality, good quantity and quality time on the, the word. And so from that day on, I committed to an hour in the word every day. Wow. And I have not missed a day in three and a bit years. Really? That's fantastic. Good on you. <laughs> and well, so look, you, you would spend a whole hour just meditating on the word. Definitely. Yeah. And I and look, there are some days where I just feel like I need more and I have been known to spend sometimes two or three hours in the word because yes. <laughs> yeah. I just need it. Absolutely. And look, I say this not because I think I'm you know, so pious or anything like that. It is literally because I need it, Karen. Like I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing in my life outside, so in my career and other ministry areas without this because I come to rely on it so heavily for yes. my sustenance. Like my peace in my life comes only from this time in the Word. Yeah. And I... The reason I have committed to that daily time every day is because from that very first afternoon of sitting in the Word, my life literally was transformed mm -hmm. in every area of my life, That's like amazing. every area. I'm talking physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally, every All areas. area you could think <laughs> of, my life was transformed because mm -hmm. God's word is the truth. It says in scripture, if you, if you abide in my word and my word abides in you, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. And I needed that truth in my life, in my mind, to know what to say yes to, what to say no to, what creative ideas I needed to propose to my boss for a news story, mm -hmm. what things to invest in, what house to buy, what car to buy, what friendship to say no to, what relationship to say yes to, all of these things. I need the spirit of truth, the spirit of God to guide me. And the only way we will know that is if we know the word. And so that's why my life transformed because I suddenly had this truth flowing into every area of my life. Hmm. Yeah, amen. It's so true. I love that story. And you're so passionate about it because you're living it. And you know the power that it has, the power to bring victory, the power to bring freedom. It's just, it's awesome. I love it. I want to jump through the phone. And read the 
right now. <laughs> Amen. Oh, I love it, Karen. I love it. And, you know, if I can tag on to what you said, the power of it, yeah. it's amazing to me how much we don't access yes, the so power true. of the word for miracles in our life because miracles are needed in this world as much now in 2020 as they were 2020 years ago. Miracles for healings of all sorts of physical diseases, of all sorts of mental and emotional diseases. And I can tell whoever's listening today that God wants his word to work in your life to heal you just like he healed all of those other people when he was walking this earth. So those people with uh, the spirit of infirmity, those people who had blindness, who had blood disorders, who had um, paralysis of every kind, who had, um, you know, the woman of the issue with the issue of blood for many years, yes. all of those things and everything in between, Jesus promises that his will is to heal us. Mm-hmm. And I know from my own experience and from just living in this life that most people don't actually really know or have full revelation of how much Jesus still wants to heal us physically, mentally, emotionally. And I can tell you that I have seen this work in my life. I have seen it work in the lives of so many other people. The word of God is designed to heal us of every wound and disease that we could have. Amen. Amen. And I, I think that it's also the power of speaking that out loud. And declaring that. So I think when you're talking about God's promises were the same yesterday, today, and forever, there's also, I think, something that goes hand in hand with recognizing his promises and also claiming them for our life today. And I, I the word declaration keeps coming up for me, but it's to declare those words, to declare the word of God, the promises in scripture out loud. Have you have you ever had a time of just declaring truth from scripture and just I know for my own in my own life when I have done that when I've declared out loud the promises of scripture when I've declared them claimed them and boldly in faith asked for the Lord you know to meet me where I'm at he's always done that without fail but I think there's there's immense power in this declaration Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you I could not agree more and I have so many examples that I could share with you about yeah, this please. Coming to pass in my life. So, oh, how do I choose out of all of these stories? <laughs> I've got so many amazing ones. I'll pick a couple that are relatively recent. Okay. So, one relatively, well, this was actually quite recent. So, actually, just a couple of days ago, I completed my first half marathon. Oh, congratulations. And- that's Thank awesome. you. Just throw that out there. I do a half marathon. <laughs> I can run to the bottom of my driveway and back. <laughs> That's pretty. Well, look, that used to be me. So I never thought I would be this sort of person that could run a half marathon. But truly, I can prove that really, if you want to do it, you can Anything do it. Anything really <laughs> just comes down to making a determined effort. Yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you that during my training, I uh, set out one particular day to do the longest training run that I'd done. And I was aiming on this particular day to do 19 kilometres. And before that, my longest run had probably been 12 kilometres. And I was a little bit, um, 
oh, not nervous, but just I, I didn't know how I would go. I was like, this is really long. We'll see how I go. Let's just, I'm just going to do it. Anyway, that particular morning, I got up super early to hit the road and I set foot on my street and the first words that came out of my mouth and I declared it in the spirit realm, I said, in Jesus' name, this run is going to be easy and enjoyable. I declare (laughs) it. I believe it. It will be easy and enjoyable. Thank you, Lord. I set out and did my run. And Karen, I'm telling you, it was easy one of the most enjoyable. easy and enjoyable <laughs> runs I've ever done. Praise God. And I said to so many people, I said, that was easier than so many of the five kilometer park runs that I've done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, how? How, how is that? <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Supercharge you running. The word of God. <laughs> yes. Like when you speak God's truth, when you declare truth or declare whatever you desire. In Jesus' name, God promises that he will deliver it. It says in John 14, 14, ask whatever you will in my name, believe that you have it and you will receive it. Yes. I believed that I would have it and I did receive it. And I was so grateful Amen. because yeah, no. 19 kilometres in it's the a, natural is not easy and enjoyable. No, but that's amazing. It was for me. So oh, praise good God. On you. I'll tell you one other story, Karen, if we've got time, because this one is just a beautiful story to encourage people about God's plan to heal them. So I've shared this story a couple of times on various uh, platforms and I always get feedback about how amazed people are, especially unbelievers who really never hear stories of miracles because they're just not around church people. So last year I was in a car crash and I was rammed behind by a vehicle and both of our cars were written off. And it was um, quite a shocking, startling experience, but praise Jesus, in the immediate aftermath of it, it looked, it seemed like none of us who were in the crash were injured. We were, you know, a bit rattled, but we were like, no, we're fine, we feel fine. Yeah. Uh, But later on, on that, the day of the crash, I started to experience all the common symptoms of whiplash and I by the end of that evening I was in great pain Pain. all up and down my back my chest my clavicle my jaw it was awful and I was like oh no and I did a very unwise thing I googled symptoms (laughs) of whiplash yes not a good (laughs) idea to google don't google it you'll get you know such fear put into you and that is what happened to me I was like oh no these are the classic whiplash symptoms and then I was reading these things of people who had these symptoms for months or years and had to go through the legal system to claim back their costs and everything and I was like "Uh uh-uh no I do not want to go through any of this this is way too much drama this is not I rebuke this in Jesus' name. And at this point, Karen, I'd been really digging into the Word of God for a number of years about claiming His promises for healing and for living in fullness of health. And I'd been praying about people and I'd prayed for miracles for other people and seen these big miracles in other people's lives. And I really sensed the Spirit of God come on me in that moment as I was reading these Google fearful testimonies yes and I felt the spirit say to me he said Joe, now is the time where the rubber hits the road do you actually really believe what I've been teaching you about yes. my plan to heal yes. and I was like 
oh my gosh, yes, I'm being I do believe you. And yeah, I am not going to believe these lies and these fearful things of the enemy. No. And so I'd been sitting on my couch and I got up and went into my bedroom and I got down on my knees on my bedroom floor and I said, right, I believe your word, Lord. I believe that you said by your stripes, I am healed. You said your word, Lord, says that I can ask for anything in your name and I will receive it. Your word says that I can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Well, I am laying hands on my own self, on my own back, and I am commanding your healing power to come on me right now. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Karen, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I believe you. I believe your word. And I am not leaving this room until <laughs> I am healed. Oh my gosh. And? and that is a bold prayer. Like I said it, and then I was like, it's wow. really bold. Okay. I've said it. I'm all right. I'm, I'm here for this. the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Anyway, I went to bed. I got up the next morning, Karen, and I did not have any pain anywhere in my body. I was really? completely healed from the top of my head all of to it, the bottom gone. of my feet. All of it gone, no pain anywhere. And I knew, I was like, I prayed for this. I have had a miracle healing. Praise Jesus. Amen. Anyway, amen. I went to the chiropractor. I just need to finish this because there's a a final end to it. Went to the chiropractor to get checked out, just to double check that all was well. Yes. And he looked me over and he said, I am amazed because you do not look like a person that's just been in a car crash. He said, at the very least, I would expect some tight tightness in your back muscles, you know, just like that people get from sitting at a computer for a couple of hours. He said, you don't have any tightness anywhere in your body. You're completely fine. (laughs) He said, I don't know what you've done, but it's worked. And I said, well. (laughs) I prayed. Did you tell him? And I prayed. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And I said, I believe I've had a miracle healing. And he said, oh, well. It, whatever you do, it's worked. <laughs> I was like, praise God. That's awesome. So yeah, that so it's my testimony, Karen. And, and it, it's so it encouraging. The truth of God. And I think, like you said, you know, if God has done something in your life, He doesn't just do it so that you're pain free, He also does it so that it brings glory to Him and encourages other people who hear of his signs and wonders. And and that's so much of the Christian life. And I think you've really hit on something here because in the modern age, I think that we can too easily lose sight of the fact that the word has the same power, the same creative, the same healing, the same redemptive power today as it did when Jesus spoke the, those words. Mm-hmm. And, and yes. we, I think we lose sight and we forget that miracles actually still can happen today. They can. Modern day miracles can and they do happen today. And they should happen, Karen. It says in scripture, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak in new tongues. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover is a miracle. And Jesus said, these signs will follow everyone who believes. Mm. So when I read that and got revelation of that, I was like, right. Here we go. I want this stuff. (laughs) Bring it on. In my (laughs) life. Yeah. And the stuff that I've seen, Karen, I could fill books, like hundreds of books with the miracles that I have seen and experienced because I believe what Jesus says when he says this. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's And it's so powerful. I know for myself, I had, um, I think I may have shared with you, I had scoliosis when I was younger. So I had huge spinal surgery when I was 13. And I always on the right side of my back is a little bigger than the left side and always carried a lot of pain in that side of my back. And I remember being at a, a charismatic mass. It was a healing mass. I think I just, I'd been there because I'd missed the other masses during the day. It was seven o'clock on a Sunday night. And there was someone there who got up with a word for someone who had, and it was very specific about the kind of back pain and where it was. And I was, mm. and I was sitting there feeling myself go bright red, even though no one knew what I was thinking or anything. Yeah, yeah. But then there was this, um, and then the preacher invited people to stand up and to come forward. It's almost like like God wants to heal us and he extends an invitation to us, but we have to accept that invitation and step into his promise, into his word. And yeah. I know for myself, like that act of just standing up in front of the entire congregation, walking to the front of the church, I was just mortified. I was so embarrassed. I was really young, mind you. Yes. Today I, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, yes, here yeah. I come. But, yeah. you know, the, he prayed over me and honestly to this day, I think it's like 25 years ago, I've not ever had pain on that side of my back. Like I couldn't Amen. sit in a church pew. I couldn't sit in chairs wow. at uni. Like I would just get so much pain on that right side of my back. Mm. And yeah, to this day, I'm 46 now. I've never had that pain since. And the following week, the yep. priest asked me to get up in front of the entire congregation and tell them. And again, I was really embarrassed, but I was like, well, if God's actually healed me, he hasn't just done it for me. He's done it to, as a sign and wonder for Amen. those around me. And I think yep. especially the current times that we're living in, we need signs and wonders to reassure us, to let us know that the Lord is close, he's still at work, he's still powerful, yes. and his word is immensely, Amen. immensely powerful and, and has the power oh. to change us. 100%. And, Karen, in every area, like if I could encourage anyone who's listening I just have this strong sense that whatever area you're feeling that lack or brokenness or, or mm. poverty or famine in, God wants to meet you in that area, whether it's financial or mental or emotional or relational black hole. Like Jesus is no respecter of circumstance. He wants to bring his shalom wholeness mm -hmm. to every area. And I love that, Karen, because... We need it in every area of our life. Every human needs that wholeness in every area. We all have so many various needs in this world. And as you say, in 2020, with COVID raging through the world, you know, the, the health needs that we have and the financial provision and job opportunities and all of these things, we need God's power. Absolutely. And it gives me such hope to know that he wants to do miracles even now in 2020. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is what he asks, of it, whether it's a physical miracle or not, it could be a miracle within your soul of forgiveness of somebody that you've held a grudge mm. against. Because that kind of forgiveness, it, of course, it sets that person free, but really, ultimately, it's about setting our own soul free to mm -hmm. be closer to the Lord. And 
I think a lot of scripture does not make sense. <laughs> like it has this whole spiritual element to it, but in the natural, a lot of it doesn't make sense. There's mm-hmm. so many paradoxes with the promises of God. Uh, you know, in Jesus, when he's encouraging us to act in a certain way, a lot of it doesn't make sense in the natural realm. But in terms of, you know, love your en- enemies, turn the ch- turn your cheek the other way when oh, someone offends yeah. you. like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. enter through the narrow gate. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? I'm interested in your thoughts on this paradox of the promises of God and the teachings of Jesus. Like how do you perceive those? Well, look, the Christian life, Karen, is such a paradox. Mm-hmm. Faith is a paradox because faith really is, the essence of faith, the definition of faith is believing in something that you cannot see. If you're believing in something that you can see, that doesn't take any faith. That's not faith. Faith is believing in what is invisible, believing in something that you are hoping for. It says in Scripture in the New Testament, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And I know in my own life and in the lives of all the great saints and all the great strong believers around me that the only key to victory in this Christian life is having your faith muscle built up and having the ability to believe in something that you cannot see that doesn't make sense in the natural and, in fact, perhaps is contradictory to what you're seeing in the natural. Mm. I also know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the only way that we can build up this faith muscle to believe in those things that we cannot see is to get in the Word of God because that's how we build up the faith muscle. I'm really interested for women because we do so much battle in our minds around Mm. comparison Mm. and feeling less than and like we're not enough. And I know that just the power of declaring the Word and is, is just so important, especially for women, and just interested in how the role that scripture plays in terms of this battlefield of our minds, in terms of the daily mm. negative self-talk that we experience. And I think what you said before is, you know, years ago when that spiritual director challenged you about reading the word of God, you just experienced this immense freedom. And I think that when we're really walking in the will of God and, and walking in his word, that kind of fear just falls away because we, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, you, you exercise that spiritual muscle to the point yes. where it goes, grows so strong that you don't need the masks anymore and you don't need to pretend and you don't even need to be threatened by another woman's success because you're truly happy for her because you're totally secure doing what God's called you to do. And I'm interested just in how women can use scripture to to guard against as an antidote, if you like, against this negative self-talk that goes on for so many women. Mm. Preach, Karen, I just so agree with all that you've just said. Well, look, harking back to that scripture I said earlier from Hosea, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If we don't know what God says about us, we will be destroyed for all of the lies and the doubts and the awful negative self-talk of the world, of the devil, of our own fallen humanity. And so we need to get into the word to know that God says you are beautiful, you are 
completely whole and well in me, when you ground your validation and security and self-worth in who I am, when you don't rely on your own striving, when you are completely surrendered to me, all of the things that the Bible says, when we do that, then we are strengthened. When we know, when we have that knowledge on the inside of us, we have the power to live full and free lives. I know that when I sit in the Word each day and I crave that time, Karen, because I know that is where I will come back to clarity of vision, clarity of thought, clarity and groundedness of mind and heart. It says in Scripture that Christ will lead us out in peace. I love that line in Scripture because don't we all crave that peace? that peace from comparison, that peace from demands, that peace from I need to, I should be, mm-hmm. all of those comparison and I shoulds, that peace is just the most deliriously blissful thing. Yes. I feel like it's an elixir for the soul. <laughs> so and that is what I experience when I spend that time in the Word with God each day. And that is why I crave it. And that is why I can't miss it, Karen, because it's like missing drinking water yes. for the day. That's how I feel. I feel parched and dry and cracked if I don't have that time. And when I do, it just makes all the stresses and worries and anxieties of the day float away and I can just really rest in him. I mean, it says in scripture, he will give us rest and that is what I experience. And having lived enough years of my life not in that rest, I can tell you there is nothing sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. It's so true. So good. So, Joe, look, I'm interested to move beyond how it applies, how we can apply scripture in our own life in terms of the battlefield we face in our mind to looking at how we can use scripture to, I guess, overcome and to deal with the situations that life throws at us because that's another area Mm. where scripture is immensely powerful too. I think back to the movie The War Room. I don't know, have you seen that movie? Yes, many times. I love it. Yeah, it's it's such a powerful movie because that woman just gets on her knees and she just prays and she declares out loud her marriage is about to fall apart and it's immensely yep. powerful. And I know in my life when I've faced different circumstances, it's like, well, you know, Scripture says that it is armour in this spiritual battle, like the Word of God yep. is armour, the sword of the Spirit. sword, yeah. Absolutely. And so I think... I I don't know. I just look back over these last few months of COVID and homeschooling and just trying to run a business throughout COVID and health and, you know, so many different things. It sort of, there was a real heaviness in the atmosphere. Mm, And mm. talking to so many women around the world, I've got a lot of friends in the United States as well. And I'm convinced in prayer just that this is actual, this is actually a really significant moment spiritually in history at the moment. Mm. And I know that so many women individually are really feeling the weight of 2020 and and all that that involves. And so people are facing different things like marriage breakdowns or Mm. financial difficulty or job loss or whatever it is. 
But how can we use scripture in these? Because these situations are big. They're very yeah. stressful. Like there's, it's not a matter of just trying to be more positive in how we think about them. Objectively, yep. we're all facing pretty difficult situations. Mm. But what role does scripture play for us in those truly difficult situations that we face in life? That is a fantastic question, Karen, and I love it because the truth is, like any sort of medicine for our body, we need to apply the right medicine for the right injury. So if you've got a headache, you don't put a Band-Aid on your head, you take some Panadol because that's what treats a headache and you put a Band-Aid on a cut. The same is true for the Word of God. So you don't read something about you don't claim a scripture on, uh, you know, forgiveness for when you've got a financial provision need that you need the Lord to come through for. You find a scripture that relates to God's provisional abilities. Yes. Um, and the same way for when you do have an issue of forgiveness that you need to deal with, you don't look at my God um, shall Yes, you don't claim a provisional scripture for something like that. So you apply the scripture pertaining to that situation. So in my own life, I have used various resources for finding the right scripture for whatever situation I'm facing. Joyce Meyer has a great resource where like literally themes have, she's, she's got these like sort of memory card things that have a theme on them with a whole list of scriptures that relate to that theme. So, for example, anxiety, and then she'd list a whole lot of scriptures relating. Exactly. Anxiety, confidence, finances, relationships, depression, all of those things. Yeah. And so looking at that, that's like a whole list of scriptures already done for you. That was a great a few years ago, but I have desired and needed in recent years to dig into the scripture and find them for myself so whatever you whatever works for you go for it but what I often do is just google forgiveness or whatever it is the thing that I need help with forgiveness (laughs) scriptures and I'll find a whole list of scriptures and then I dig into it and sit with those Mm. and I usually pick two or three or four and write them out and then literally, as you say, declare them over my life. Mm. Actually, as as I'm here talking with you, I'm just moving over to um, a a list of some uh, prayer points that I've got stuck on my wall. So like the lady in the the war room, I... You've got a a wall? I have multiple walls walls full of post-its with prayers. So my bedroom wall, my bedroom door actually on the back side of it, it's literally full. Like oh, I'll just send you a picture, Karen. Oh, of prayers and answered prayers. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yep. And um, in my spare room as well, I've got them. And then on my kitchen wall as well. And one that I'm looking at now, this is on my pantry door. It says there is a chapter and verse for that find it <laughs> and so whatever situation whatever situation I'm facing that's a reminder for me that there's a chapter and verse that is a word of God that is for that situation find it and speak it aloud over your life amen amen and so doing that practice no matter what I'm facing oh gosh Karen it has just it has literally revolutionized my life yeah it to, does 
see God come through and you create it creates an intimacy with God when you see him tangibly coming through into a specific prayer need that only he could know about and answering it in a way that is so tangibly him and tangibly you for example if you like butterflies him coming through and answering your prayer and then you see you know five butterflies fly past you're like oh that's so god and he's so speaking to me absolutely i couldn't agree with you more and he does in um father jacques philippe's book he calls them the delicacies of love that God leaves these delicacies of love to reassure us of his presence. And I think what you said, you know, that thing about finding it, just go out and find that scripture. When you said that the scripture from Mm. Deuteronomy came to mind and it says, you know, I set before you today life and death, blessing and curse. And then it's Mm. like God saying to us, you know, you're a bit dumb, like, (laughs) you know, I'm going to actually tell you what the answer is now between choose life or death. And he's like, choose life. And I yeah. think one of the ways that we choose life is exactly what you're saying is, is being in the word of God, meditating on it, declaring it out loud and claiming victory with the word. Yeah, absolutely. And not letting it go, not letting that word go when situations or circumstances don't match up to it. Because yeah. oftentimes when you've got a situation, whether it's a marriage difficulty or a financial problem, whatever it is, Oftentimes you'll, you'll get a word and you'll stand on the word and it might be a bit of time before you see any change and it might in the initial stages actually get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And you need to stand on that word and declare it and say, God, I don't care what the situation looks like in the natural. I know what your word says. I know that you are turning this situation around. I'm not going to be swayed by what I see in the natural. I'm standing on your promise and I believe that I will see this situation turn around. And I can promise you, sister or brother, whoever's listening, God will do it because he says in his scriptures, in Isaiah 55, 11, my word cannot return void, but it will accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which it was sent. It's a promise. Well, Joe, thank you so much. That's been such a great episode just talking with you about the power of the word and hopefully we we'll, can have you back on the podcast if you're open to it. But I'd love that. Yeah, you've got so much to offer and I think it's just Uh, You've got, there's a real gift in you in this space in terms of speaking and just your knowledge of scripture and sharing that with women is, is immensely powerful. But I was just thinking maybe in wrapping up today's episode, whether or not you might be open to leading us in prayer, especially for the women listening, because I know so many people are dealing with their own stuff at the moment, but I I think it'd be really Mm. beautiful just way to end today's just to end in prayer and end in a declaration, if you like. I would love that. Yes, let's pray. All right, thank you. In the name of the Father and the Son Son and the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Amen. Well, God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to pray with Karen for every person who is listening to this podcast. I know I've already prayed in my own private time that every person that needs to hear this message would be hearing this message. And so we declare right now, Lord God, that every woman and every man who is listening to this under the sound of our voice would know to the core of their being, to the depth of their being, that God wants to speak to their life 
to their personal circumstances today. He wants you to know that his plan and purpose is for whosoever believes. He will do for another. We just pray that your word that we know is all powerful, that is full of truth and life and light, that your word would come into the lives of those listening today and manifest in their lives today. Your word, your truth for healing, for restoration, for deep soul restoration. Lord God, for financial provision, for relationship breakthrough, for physical healing, whether it be for arthritis, to blood disorders and everything in between, we command your full healing to come on these people, Lord. But we pray for a deep sense of peace in this time of COVID-19. There is such turmoil and agitation and upset all throughout the world. But we know, Lord God, that you are the Prince of Peace. Peace is who you are. It is what you are. And, God, we declare your healing peace to come down on us today, on Karen, myself, and every person under the sound of our voices, that your peace would penetrate to the core of their being. And, Lord God, if they don't know you in a personal way, that they would this day make a commitment to know you as their Lord and Saviour and that every person, whether a new believer or someone who's followed you since they were young, that they would experience your freedom and your truth and your power and your healing love in a new and powerful way this day. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Joe Hayes and the creative power of the Word of God. I want to really encourage you to carve out some time in your daily life for reading the Word of God. The Word of God, as Joe pointed out, is like a seed and we need to cultivate the soil, nurture it, water it and grow it. So if you haven't been a big one for reading your Bible on a regular basis, maybe just start with five minutes a day. Just choose a scripture and read that. And then each week increase by a couple of minutes. I promise you that it has the power to transform your life. This week, we will be finally launching the Genius Project website. I am so excited for this. We have a whole suite of online courses for women to help them in their vocation as Catholic women. So whether this is kickstarting a side project or growing in your skills, discovering what your skills are, these online courses, there's something for everybody. So tune in this week for the announcement that we'll be making. And you'll be able to check these out online at www.geniusproject.co. Until next week, have a beautiful week and God bless you.